ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Welcome to today's episode of the No Higher Calling Podcast. Um, It is such a treat to have my friend Kelsey Jones here with me today. So Kelsey, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Brittany. It's such an honor to be with you today. Oh, of course. Kelsey has been such a blessing to our family in general. She works in the church nursery, so she looks after uh, all three of my little ones, and they just adore her. Um, But God has really used Kelsey to encourage me, even this year. Um... There's just a lot going on in the world right now, and I was kind of struggling with that just in motherhood and my hopes and dreams for my kids, and um, I was kind of discouraged for a while, just not really knowing what the future looked like and having so many hopes and dreams for them. Um, And honestly, I just got my eyes off the Lord, and God was working in my heart, but He really used Kelsey to share truth with me in a moment when I really needed it most. And it helped me so much to gain victory. And not that I still don't struggle with thoughts of what on earth is going on and, you know, how am I going to raise kids for Christ in this world? Um, But I have been directed back to the Bible, back to God's promises and seeing that He is faithful. And so I'm so thankful Um, that God used Kelsey to encourage me in that way, but she shared something on Instagram a couple months ago that just really struck a chord with me. I feel like several times there have been things that Kelsey shared or said that I'm like, that is so much my heart, just worded in a much better way (laughs) than I would have put it. Um, But she wrote something that was so good that I thought... Every mom needs to hear this because it is true. And I want to read that to you real quick. And uh, so this was in February. So obviously, if you think back, a lot was going on um, politically, just a lot of different things going on in our country right now. And her post said, the events that have happened these past few months have been a clarifying experience for me. The goals haven't changed, but the intensity has. Brett, who is her husband, and I have some had some sober conversations about what is ahead for our kids, and I believe the Lord has given us the courage we need to face the difficult things to come. I read a chilling article by the Huffington Post calling out very popular homeschool Christian school curriculums and blaming them for what happened at the Capitol. If it hasn't become crystal clear to you that the far left is coming after homeschooling, coming after our children, then let me tell you that it is exactly what they are doing. I haven't let this shake me. God himself has given me these children, and he will not leave me when things get difficult. I have become laser-focused on pouring truth into their lives and hiding God's word in their hearts. Isn't it beautiful that the Lord gave us a hiding place for his word where no one can take it from us? Let us rise to the challenge that lays before us and raise brave boys and girls for our Lord. That was so powerful. I don't know how long it took you to write that, but I feel like every word was so perfectly said. Just, I love the idea of being laser focused. And that's what today's podcast episode is about, is raising brave boys and girls in an ungodly world. Um, What it requires 
from us as parents. So Kelsey, I know you have some great stuff on your heart. Um, I just want you to share today some of what was behind that post. How has the Lord worked in your heart? Oh, well, thank you so much for your encouragement, Brittany. Um, but just to give you a little bit of backstory, um, like Brittany said, my husband and I, we actually attend the same church as Brittany and her husband, Simeon. And we have three children. Um, I have a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and a two-year-old. So <laughs> busy mama. Our, our home is busy <laughs> like Brittany's. Um, and I am homeschooling two of my children this year and just loving it. Mm. Um, so the day that I read that article, I kind of just saw exactly what was happening. And that is that um, uh, there are people out there that are against God and against the Bible. And, um, you know, homeschooling is a way that we can educate our children and also give them a a biblical foundation as Mm -hmm. well. And um, Satan doesn't like that. And so I believe that, you know, he may use tools to try and take that away from us. And so, like like I said in the post, it was kind of a chilling article. When I read it, I just felt fear just mm. grip my soul. And I thought, oh my goodness, you know, what if I have to send my little ones to school? And uh, just all of the things that they teach in the public school. Yeah. Um, we don't have time to get into all of that today. <laughs> but um, I just was thinking about my precious um, children being exposed to all of that. Mm. And no sooner had those thoughts come into my mind than um, the Lord just brought to my heart and mind the stories of Moses and Joseph and Daniel and how they were all taken from their parents. And he allowed that to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, But they were still able to live a victorious Christian life because God was with them. And that just brought me so much comfort. Um, I have not struggled with fear since then. He has just completely taken that fear away. And um, I, like I said, I, I just want to use the time that I have to pour truth into their life. Um, he has shown me that the heart, how he talks about hiding his word in our mm. hearts, that is a safe place for his word. No one can take it from them. And even my youngest child, um, who's two, she's probably the one that I've been working with the most. I've seen some of her videos. <laughs> yes. Um, just because I wonder, you know, will she even have... Um, the chance to accept Christ before Mm -hmm. she is thrown into situations um, where she's exposed to a lot more worldliness. And so I have already started with her on scripture memory Mm -hmm. because I know that once that is in there, God can bring it to her mind and use it to work on her heart. Um, Whenever I was little, I always would hear people say, you know, God speaks to us through his word. Mm -hmm. And I always thought that that meant that while I'm reading my Bible, God is going to speak to me. And, you know, as soon as I shut my Bible, that time is over. Mm -hmm. And I would often leave my devotion time just feeling frustrated, feeling like, oh, God didn't speak to me. And now the whole day is ahead of me. And uh, whenever I learned that what that actually means is that God speaks to us through his word that's hidden in our heart. Mm, And as situations happen and discouragement comes, you know, in that very moment, you're not always reading your Bible, but God can bring a verse Mm -hmm. to mind that's in your heart or a song that you have memorized. And he becomes so real to you when that happens and as he's speaking to you. So that's really my desire for my kids is to put scripture in their heart, um, songs. You talk a lot on your podcast about 
the hymns of the faith, mm-hmm. putting those in their heart in scripture songs, just things that God could bring to mind when I'm not with them or if they don't have a physical copy of God's word with them. Yeah. Um, just things that he could bring to mind to strengthen them and so that he can be real in their lives. That's great. And our pastor has talked a lot recently um, about the spirit of Antichrist, not necessarily the person of the Antichrist that we read about in Revelation, but the precursor spirit that is Antichrist against God and how that, I mean, the Bible says in the end days, it's just going to wax worse and worse. And we are seeing that, I feel like, in so many aspects of culture and leaders, just this completely in opposition to God um, and really just this intolerance for anything that does align with God. Um, And, you know, we don't know exactly what the future might hold. I mean, you know, you can speculate and imagine possible things that we might have to face, things that our kids, or sometimes I even think, you know, what what are my kids going to have to face as parents raising my grandkids? I mean, you, who knows? Um, but the Bible does tell us, like I said, things will get worse and worse. Um, but that doesn't mean that any of God's promises change. That, like Kelsey said, you know, God was just as good to Daniel in the lion's den or Joseph in the prison. Um, and, you know, you mentioned Moses when he had all of the glitz and glamour that Egypt offered, that Egypt offered, you know, the truth that his mom put into his heart in such a brief time, God used. And, you know, sometimes I think like, Lord, 18 years isn't enough time. Like there's so much that I need to invest into them to make sure that they're going to follow you and stay with you. But I really think God just calls us to be faithful stewards of the time he has given us. Maybe we won't be able to homeschool forever, um, but we can now. And not saying that homeschooling is the only option um, to educate your kids for Christ, but um, whatever life situation God has given you, just to be laser focused, like Kelsey said, to be so intentional as a parent. Um, And I don't know, Simeon and I have had this conversation. I imagine you and Brett have from what you put in your post, just about how casual Christianity really isn't going to cut it anymore. I do feel like in the past couple decades, it's been very comfortable. You know, there wasn't really any opposition or persecution in whatever form that might take. Um, you know, you just kind of, you did church, you went on Sundays, maybe Wednesday. Um, but it was just a very convenient faith. And I don't know that that is what is going to happen in the future. Um, something that the Lord has really challenged me with. Um, Even like I said in the beginning of the year when I was really struggling with some of this is I just kind of kept pouring out my heart to the Lord like this is not the world I wanted for my kids. You know, I wanted them to have lives of happiness and joy and just all the wonderful things. I mean, you know, when you're a mom, you just want, you want everything for your kids. You don't want them to have to suffer or be persecuted for their faith or even to have to think about all of the battles within culture that they'll have to face, the hard things that we have to teach them way earlier than I would ever have thought that I'd had to. Um, And so I just kind of was pouring all this out to the Lord, like, what are you doing? (laughs) This isn't, this isn't my way. Um, 
And he just so gently reminded me that his ways are higher than our ways. And, you know, on the flip side, while I was pouring my heart out to God, kind of almost asking this why, um, I was also praying the prayer that, Lord, I want my kids to love you with all of their heart, soul, and mind. I want them to be fully surrendered and yielded to whatever it is that you have for them. And it was almost like the Lord just kind of spoke to my heart and asked me, what if the very thing that you're afraid of is the answer to your prayer? Um, I just, I sometimes I think, and a Ken Ham, I, I've shared before about Ken Ham's book, The Will They Stand. He shares, um, someone asked him the question of, you know, what does he think? What's his take on current America and the generations to come? And he said he thinks it's going to be really good for the, this coming generation of believers because our faith will be put to the test. And when it's put to the test, it becomes a real faith. He just shared there's, I mean, countries all around the world, they've been facing persecution really forever. I mean, some countries, and yet the gospel has thrived in those countries. Whereas we've had it easy here and it hasn't been real all of the time. I mean, I can say in my own heart and life, it's been in the hard times, the struggles, that my faith has become real. And the Lord just challenged me when I was praying for my kids that maybe the world isn't what I would have chosen, but it's what He has chosen. He has made me a mom in today. He has put my kids in this day and age and in the generations to come as long as He tarries His coming. And He did that for a reason, that there is a purpose that He has for them to accomplish that required this day and age and that I don't need to fear the future for them, but that I can trust in his sovereign will and know that maybe things will be hard for them, but maybe it will be the very thing that makes their faith real to them. And I know in my life, I wouldn't trade the hard things for what I've come to know about God. And if that's how he answers my prayer for them, I would always choose that they would love the Lord over living a life of ease and comfort. Mm, that's such a blessing, Brittany. Thank you. This, the Lord's just really worked and grown um, in my heart, and He's used you to do that. And I think it's been a growing process, really. And you shared this, too. This was encouraging. I'm at the end of last year about looking ahead and seeing, honestly, some scary things on the horizon that God really gave us. I feel like 2020 was a refining year that much of the dross was purged away and it was those unshakable things that were left. The Lord really um, helped me. Last year, Brett and I actually lost a baby that we were expecting. And it was a really difficult time um, just to uh, try to understand why God allowed that to happen. Um, And as often happens in life when you go through a trial, it's multiple things at yes. one time. It's never just one very difficult thing. It's um, every angle. Every, <laughs> yes, every angle. And God really used that verse in Luke, um, I believe it's chapter six, where he's talking about the wise man building his house on the rock and how the storm, he describes it as um, vehemently mm-hmm. beat against the house and it could not shake it. And that verse just became so precious to me because I really did feel like all the storms are coming. And I remember even praying, you know, God, can you hold us fast through this? And I really do feel like none of that shook us. Like there was such a calm peace in Christ and he really 
used it to strengthen us. And um, just, I love the way that you said that, Brittany, that the difficult things, they can't shake us when we're in Christ. Yeah. Simeon preaches a sermon from the first chapter of Job. And, you know, you hear how Job gets news after news, just back to back to back to back. And I always envisioned that, like, oh, this happened, this happened, this happened. But if you really study out even geography of, okay, these servants had the cattle here and it was this many days travel even maybe from where job was and then these servants were this many days this way and you know it just satan strategically hit all of those different things so that no matter what distance and how long it took for the news to get back to job satan did it to where it would hit one after another um but what was job's response he fell down and he worshiped and god used that all those trials to really just work in Job's life and to reveal himself to Job. Um, so I love that. That That is just so good. And God is so faithful. Um, good times and bad, no matter what we face, he is faithful and he is enough. And I love what you shared about hiding God's word in your heart. I've been hearing several different things, um, just whether it be different, just kind of news type things, um, other people that I listen to podcasts, different books about how um, even like Amazon is starting to pull books that are Christian based, that are filled with truth. And how much longer will books that align with the Bible or resources that are based on God's word, how much longer will they be allowed before they are hate speech or deemed, you know, whatever culture is deeming it that antichrist spirit trying to really stamp out any godly influence. Um, and Simi and I have been thinking about that, about how it is important while we have these resources at our fingertips, you know, at, as quick as a, hey, Google, we really need to be investing them in our hearts and in our kids' hearts. Um, so like you said, if if that is taken away someday, that the truth is still in there. Um, that's great. That's great. I love that. Um, so you said in that post that your goal hasn't changed, but the intensity has. So how would you say your parenting has changed over the past several months? Some of the ways that our parenting has changed, one of the biggest ways is I have completely changed the way that I am telling the Bible stories mm-hmm. to my kids. So um, before when I would tell the story of Moses or tell the story of Daniel, you know, I would just almost brush over the fact that they um, had been taken from their parents. Um, Or if I'm talking about Peter being put in jail for preaching the gospel, um, you know, I didn't really stop and talk about what that looks like. You know, Peter is obeying God and evil men have told him, if you preach the gospel, you're going to go to jail. So Peter obeys God and preaches the gospel and God who is all powerful and all good allows him Mm -hmm. to go to jail. and just really stopping and talking that through with my kids and what that looks like and how, um, you know, we have to obey God even if there are consequences yeah. for that. Um, I think if you look in the Bible, you don't necessarily see God sparing um, people from the consequences. If you look at Paul's life, for instance, yes. <laughs> he was such a faithful Christian and yet he suffered so much. And so I really want to instill that into their hearts that, um, you know, God is all powerful, God is good, but when we live a life of obedience to him, that does not eliminate suffering from Mm -hmm. our life. 
And um, I also just want to talk about how God is with all of us if you know we're not together. Um, I specifically talked about that when I was talking about Peter. He was in prison and his church was gathered and praying for, for him and God answered those prayers and how um, even if we aren't together, we can pray for each other mm-hmm. and God can be with both of us and he can answer those prayers. He can strengthen us. Um, so just really changing the ways that I'm teaching the Bible stories. Yeah. Um, I was teaching the other day about the disciples being on the sea and the storm coming and how Jesus was in the boat and they were obeying Jesus. They were going where he told them to go and yet they're facing this very scary storm, mm. um, even though they were doing exactly what the Lord wanted them to do. So just really trying to teach them that life, a life following the Lord does not ensure a life of ease um, because I don't want them to be disillusioned or yeah. disappointed because um, I do think that there are um, some people out there that may be... Um, well, there's the whole prosperity gospel yes. of, you know, if you love Jesus, then you're going to be rich and comfortable and, you know, get to have all the nice vacation, you know, no hardship will come your way. And, and I'm so sad for those people that fall into that trap because when life happens as life does and circumstances come that are hard, their faith and crumbles. What does that do with God? I love that you said that about the stories. I've never heard anybody else share it quite that way. Um, And there are a lot of stories in the Bible that are tough. And, you know, we might feel like we want a candy coat a little bit, especially for the little ones. Um, But God wrote his word the way he did. I mean, every word is inspired. Um, So I think it's really good to really put the emphasis where God places the emphasis, as our pastor would say. Um, And I think another really important way, even just talking about good and bad when trials come, you know, living out the faith is to model it for our kids. Um, They're watching mommy and daddy, really, probably more than they're watching anybody. Um, They get the inside look into our homes. They know when, okay, mommy's teaching me this, but then when it's her turn to get the hard phone call or just, you know, the trial that comes, I don't see her trusting like Joseph or Daniel or Peter or turning to Christ. Um, So I know I'm convicted even thinking about that. How do I mirror for my kids? Am I living what I'm trying to teach to them? Um, you know, when, when trials come into my life, do I immediately turn to the Lord and cast my cares on Him? Or do I fret and worry and analyze and start trying to figure out how I'm going to fix it or how I'm going to get through it apart from God? Um, so I, do, I think it's so important to just keep God ever before us as parents in our heart and in our mind Um, And, you know, we're talking about how to raise brave kids in an ungodly world. Um, But I think you have to first be a brave parent. You know, we have to be willing to do the hard things, to sacrifice. Um, Like we said earlier, it can't be this casual, flippant, you know, Christianity. It has to be real to us if we ever hope for it to be real to them. Um, So that's good. And, you know, Kelsey had mentioned when we were talking before uh, we started recording that she's gotten this question and I've heard it really quite a few times even more recently as things have just kind of gotten out of control is should you even have kids 
knowing, you know, like we said, we don't know exactly what is to come, but we know enough and we can read enough in the Bible to know it's just not a lot of good stuff. Um, you know, evil men and seducers will wax worse and worse. That spirit of Antichrist will just continue to climax until the Antichrist steps on the scene. Um, so knowing all of that, why have kids? What do you think? What do you, what do you see in scripture? What has God shown you as you've thought about that? Mm, That is a really deep question to think about. Um, When we were talking about it earlier, I just kept thinking back to um, the time when Moses was born Mm. and how the Pharaoh had said to kill all of the baby boys. And that would be a difficult time to have children. Um, But during that time, God was still giving life. And, you know, we believe that God is the giver of life. Mm -hmm. No child happens by accident. It is a gift from God and their life has a plan and has a purpose. And God was still giving life during that time. So that just encourages me that God, you know, as long as he is still giving life, he's going to give us strength and courage to be brave parents. When you had first asked me to join you on this podcast, raising brave boys and girls in an evil world, Um, I really just had the thought, what do I know about raising brave boys (laughs) and girls in an evil world? Um, Because I am a young mom myself, Mm -hmm. and um, this is obviously a day that we've never lived in before. Mm -hmm. But um, there are so many women that we have to look to Mm -hmm. that have raised children in difficult times. And um, I had just listened to a podcast recently. Um, I was listening to it today, actually, just to get some encouragement Mm -hmm. before doing this. But um, it was on the life of William Hunter, who was burnt at the stake at the age of 19. And in the podcast, it talks about how his mom actually went to see him be burnt at the Mm. stake because his parents were there in the crowd. And I was thinking, you know, what could draw me to be at my child's death and watch that happen? Yeah. Um, And there's no record of her trying to rescue him or to get him to recant his faith so that he could be saved from death. And I I truly feel that she was there to strengthen him. Mm -hmm. And that is the mom that I want to be as times become more difficult. I I just want to be someone that my kids can look at and be strengthened um, no matter the adversity that they face or um, the difficulty in their life. But Mm -hmm. just have them be strong in the Lord and brave. Yeah. Another missionary story and a mother that I've been so encouraged by is um, if you've ever read the account of Hudson Taylor's Mm. mom praying for him to get saved and how she really wrestled in prayer for, um, you know, him to be saved and just how burdened she was for his soul. And that I have just been thinking about that so much these past few days about how the um, intense prayer that you and I are going to need for our kids Mm -hmm. and the prayers that I'm praying now I just feel like they're not intense enough I need to I need to grow in intensity in my prayer for my kids as the world grows and you use that word wrestle too I mean we really need to wrestle for their hearts in prayer I love that and I know we talked about you know sharing scripture and these great bible stories but there's such a wealth too in missionary stories and in these different martyrs that have given everything for Christ. Um, I just, so many examples, but I know you just shared that one. Um, that made me remember, um, I, like I said, I, I was really struggling at the first of the year. Um, and 
there was one service. I don't even, honestly, I don't even remember what was preached, but the Lord just spoke to me and I went down and I was praying just really about this again, pouring out my heart of Lord. This is what the world is looking like and how do I raise brave kids and really just asking him for wisdom and help. And I was reminded that the, that very altar that I was praying at with just all the fears and hopes and dreams and concerns of a mother's heart was the very same altar that we went forward to and dedicated our kids when they were babies. And I thought back to that day, how, you know, what were my biggest concerns of the day? We've, we've dedicated all of our babies to the Lord. Um, but you know, it was, you know, everybody has to have the matching outfit. Don't let the baby spit up, you know, is hair in the right place? As we added more kids, you know, it wasn't just about, oh, is the baby going to scream while we're in front of everybody? It was, okay, are the toddlers going to cause a scene? Um, so I was replaying all the details of those diff- the three different times that we've dedicated our babies, and it was precious. And I'm so thankful for a pastor who puts an emphasis on children and parents giving their children to the Lord. Um, it's always a sweet time where our pastor just um, prays with us and prays that God will give us that wisdom. But I thought back to those days, um, just kind of the sweet celebration of, you know, a new baby and giving your baby to the Lord. And here I am at the very same altar, just really honestly holding my kids tight in my hand. This is what I want for them. And this is not what I feel like they are getting. You know, these, this is my plan, Lord. Why isn't this happening? I feel like my plan is so great and glorious. You know, I want them to love you and follow you and, you know, just be safe in my nest. And, and it was just kind of almost an awakening time for me of a reminder that I gave them to him. He really, he gave them to me. They're his. I am just blessed to have them for a short period of time. Um, but I did have that time where I say, you know, okay, Lord, we give them to you, help us to parent them and raise them as you see fit. But was that really deep in my heart in that moment? And in that moment, I thought it was, it's just, and I'm sure five years from now, 10 years from now, probably even tomorrow, it'll be come an even deeper just revelation of how God is continuing to grow me in this and continuing to have me yield everything. You know, I've heard the example before of we are to have our palms up, hands open, everything that God puts in our hands, we are to offer back up to him. And really just thinking through in that moment, really of just being discouraged and sorrowful, um, remembering that at the very same altar I stood and I trusted my babies to Christ. I thanked him for giving them to me and asked him for the wisdom. And here I am now, you know, with mascara running down my face. I, you know, I'm not worried about how we all look. And it's just, it was a different heart that I approached that altar. But the heart nonetheless of, Lord, I want to be a faithful steward. I am a steward of their souls. I want to do all that I can through your power to raise these kids to be brave in an ungodly world with the hope that they won't always be kids when they grow up, that they will leave my home and stand for Christ. And they're just on my face, anew and afresh. I had to, I guess, rededicate myself and my kids to the Lord, just trusting that 
whether it's just the sweet newborn baby and the future looks great, or it's unruly toddlers that I don't know how to handle that I'm just trusting to the Lord. And, you know, I feel like we have enough issues of learning to share and to be kind. And then on top of that, we just have a complete opposite mindset and belief system that is reigning in, trying to force their way into our Christian homes. Um, I, I just had to new and afresh say, Lord, you are in control. You know what you're doing. My wisdom is is really, I'm just but filthy rags. You know, Lord, I'm just trying to be a faithful steward and really just raise these kids to love you. Um, but that's just some of my own personal testimony of how the Lord has really just kind of used this in my heart and life. And just really, and, and I there again, I come back to it. I, I love that you said that laser focus. <laughs> Samin and I have talked about that phrase so much of just being so intentional in our home and in our parenting when we think about being faithful stewards and just trying to use the time, really the short time, even if we get the 18 years, if we get beyond 18 years, you know, whatever amount of time God allows with our children, using it to the fullest. And just thinking about that mom that you said that stood there with her son and, you know, that the faith that she passed to him stood the test and she stood the test. She didn't crumble and cry and, you know, Lord, why did you do this? He loved you. He served you. She just stood strong. Um, and years later now, God has not only used the testimony of the martyr, but he's used the testimony of the mother. Um, and that is just such an encouragement to me. Thank you so much for sharing that, Brandy. I am sitting here with tears in my eyes. Just The Lord just used that so much to encourage me. And I know that the people that listen to this podcast will be encouraged as well. At least that's what I pray because I know that's your heart and your burden. Well, I hope so. And, and I feel the same with you, Kelsey. I mean, from your social media posts to just your sweet spirit and even your encouragement, you know, there were, and I shared at the beginning, but there was a time where you had the sensitivity to reach out to me when I was struggling and let the Lord use you. And he did use you. And obviously I've given several different testimonies of how God has been working on my heart about this whole idea. I mean, it has been a growing process. Um, and not to say that I've conquered it. I mean, I do feel like God has given me victory. Um, but there are days where if I hear the news or I let my thoughts wander and I don't keep my mind focused on Christ, that, you know, it, it doesn't take much for fear to rear its head. Um, but God has just been so good and really can give victory if you keep your heart and mind stayed on him. And that's what I've just keep coming to really in all of this. And, you know, you've said it too, Kelsey, and I think you would agree that whatever comes, um, whatever we have to face, however hard it is, whatever level of suffering God takes us to, that he is faithful and that if we keep our eyes and our hearts focused on him, he's going to be there with us and he's going to be there with our kids and we can trust him. 
I'll close with this verse. Um, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. As I was praying through this episode today, the Lord just kept bringing this verse back to my mind that we can trust in the Lord, not with a portion of my heart, not with, you know, oh, okay, I'll trust you maybe with my finances, but not with my kids. No, in in all and everything, um, we can trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not into our own understanding. And I feel like that's where I am so often. I'm leaning to my own understanding of situations or circumstances or the world. But the Bible says, don't lean on your own understanding. In all our ways, acknowledge him. And that's what we've talked about. That's what Kelsey has shared. Just acknowledging him, following him, loving him, and trying to teach that to her children. And he promises that he will direct our paths. Um And I just, I I love that verse. I love that promise that God is just so good. Uh, So Kelsey, thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. It has been such a blessing. Um, I know that God is going to use just your thoughts and what you've shared to encourage so many people. I know we aren't the only ones that have struggled with this. Um, There's a lot of moms out there that are just, a lot has happened in a very short amount of time. And I think it's kind of shocked all of us a little bit. Like, okay, we thought maybe, you know, I've used this illustration with Simeon. You know, the like um, coin donator things that's the big funnel and it starts out really slow at top and then all of a sudden it just goes down the hole. I felt like, you know, in 2019 and then all of a sudden 2020, 2021 has just been woo. And, but you know, God, God is just as much God and on the throne and victorious today as he was several years ago, and he will be in all the future to come. Um, So thank you so much for joining me. It's been just a delight to have you, and I am going to close this episode in prayer, and then we'll wrap it up. Lord, I thank you so much um, just for this opportunity to hear Kelsey's heart about raising brave boys and girls in an ungodly world, Lord. I thank you for your promises in the Bible that we can cling to, for the stories of the mothers in the Bible that you included, um, knowing that in today's day and age and the things that we're facing, that moms today could glean encouragement from how you worked in their hearts and lives, Lord. I pray that you will be with our families, Lord, just my family and Kelsey's family and our children and all of the families that are represented by the listeners, Lord. I pray that you will just put a hedge about our homes, Lord. I pray that you will help us to be intentional, that we will realize that we have a short amount of time to invest in our kids and that we will do our part, that we will be faithful stewards. And I pray that you will use our kids to be a generation of lights for you in a dark world, Lord. I pray that through our children, that many souls will come to know you as their savior and that the world will really just be turned upside down, that their influence in this world will just bring you much glory, that they will fulfill the purpose that you have for their lives. Lord, I just thank you for your faithfulness and your goodness. I thank you that you are just always with us, never leaving us, never forsaking us. Um, I thank you for the opportunity to just share our hearts with these ladies, Lord. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Amen. I hope that this episode has brought much glory to Christ, encouraged your heart, and strengthened you to be the wife and mother that God has created you to be. Thanks for listening.